According to Barna, 51% of all church-going Americans are unfamiliar with the term, the Great Commission. Let's change the stat. Welcome to GoCast, a podcast designed to inspire and equip pastors and leaders to lead soul-winning churches. We have a mission to go and make disciples. This is GoCast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to GoCast. I'm your host, Kelly Stickle, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Tim Tribble. How are you, Tim? Doing good. It's always a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, today's podcast, we are interviewing uh, a good friend of mine, Pastor Larry Gregory from Lehigh, Florida, right. and uh, amazing man. He's been in ministry for, for most of his life, like he, uh, for a long time. He's been a missionary. He's a pastor. He's planted churches. He's an amazing man, but he gave up uh, a multi-million dollar business that he had in his 20s to pursue the mission that was in his heart and to go after ministry and laid all of that money and success and left it behind to yeah. pursue the mission that he felt called in his heart. So let me ask you this question. Okay. Have, what have you been, what have you given up for that internal mission, for that, that drive in, inside of you uh, for that call of something bigger? Yeah, I mean, we lived, I lived my life in the same town, same streets for 26 years and everything was very comfortable. And uh, when me and my wife felt that call, we had to leave family, everything that we knew that was familiar, all comfort zones and all uh, favorite restaurants and everything like that. And, uh, and it was really just a time to pack up and go to a brand new territory, didn't know anybody, no safeguards, no promises. And, uh, and, and honestly, now that we're here every, every single day, I think every, we give up something for the mission. I think there's right. a self-sacrifice that happens. Right. And that's part of the call, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we know there's things we could be doing, other things we could be doing. Yeah. And when you go through those tough days, you question that. And we, yeah. you, you know, I ask pastors, you know, Hey, have you ever felt like you wanted to quit? And the common mm -hmm. answer is today, you know, <laughs> today yet? I mean, yeah, we go through that, but there's something that drives us so much bigger yeah. and it's a mission that's so much better. And it's inspiring to hear a leader like Pastor Larry, who's spent his entire life on mission and what he's been able to do and and work in and is continuing to work in yes. and pushing harder than ever before. And it's an inspiring conversation. I know you're going to love what's amazing is he talks about his church mm. and his church in Lehigh, Florida. He just handed it over to his son. So we talk a little bit about that process, but he also talks about how their church, 65% of their church are unchurched people that that, wow, that which on. is amazing. Yeah. He said twenty five percent of that their church are people who have moved in from other communities and started attending their church. So that means that only ten percent of their church has come in from transfer growth. That's now amazing. that's an amazing statistic that is not normal across the board. No. I love his heart. I love his focus. And you're going to love this conversation with my friend Pastor Larry Gregory from Lehigh, Florida. Well, hey, Pastor Larry, welcome to GoCast. It is so great uh, to have you on the program with us, man. It is uh, we we met last year, I think, at at a conference, and it was uh, it was amazing uh, to to connect with you and your son, and and to learn a little bit about you. You were you were very successful businessman in your twenties, and yet you walked away from millions of dollars, literally. To pursue ministry, so tell me about that decision and why you decided. You know what 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 happened? What what happened to the call? What why did you decide to pursue ministry? Well, many years ago, I was uh, had my own business in California. I basically sold soda and coffee, and I did catering and stuff of that nature. And uh, we were doing about in today's dollar about three million a year. 
Wow. And in uh, that was by the time I was 28. And um, wow. what had happened was uh, I was a Christian, but I, I knew God wanted something out of my life, but I didn't know what. And I remember I went to a men's uh, meeting of men's discipleship. And this pastor, he was preaching and he used a story about Stephen Jobs, how he was trying to get uh, Vince Scully, the CEO from Pepsi Cola, to come work at Apple. Yeah. He couldn't get Scully to come for any reason. And finally, he just barged in, in Scully's office and said, hey, uh, Scully, do you want to sell sugar water the rest of your life or do you want to change the world? And Scully was so taken back by Jobs, he ended up leaving Pepsi and became the CEO of Apple. Wow. And I'm sitting in the uh, in the audience and I hear that story and God said, you know, Larry, do you want to sell sugar water the rest of your life or do you want to change the world? It was the same. I was selling sugar water. Yeah. Wow. And and so I ended up, uh, you know, getting out of the business. I ended up selling it and went into full time ministry. Wow. That's amazing. Now, in, you've planted uh, several churches from scratch. And you've done extensive missions all over the world. You and you recently handed uh, over the the senior pastor of, of your last church to to your son. So, man, what what are you working on now? What's you got a lot of things going on? Well, what we're trying to do is uh, we are uh, very into church planting, and so we want to have ten churches right in our immediate area. Uh, we live in a place called uh, Lehigh Acres, but it's a part of Southwest Florida. Yep, about a uh, about a million and a half people. And so we want to plant 10 churches in that area that are very close, you know, maybe 30, 40 minutes at the furthest. Uh, that's the, the immediate goal. And we're also working on international hub churches where we would have a church in another nation and we would help them uh, plant churches and reach that country. That's really cool. So I mean, you're obviously passionate about church planting. That's going to be your focus. So, so why? What, what is it about church planting that that really gets you fired up? Well, years ago, uh, I remember I was just a regular guy in a church, and I remember reading the Book of Acts, <laughs> and I saw that this is what they did. They were planting. You know, Paul was planting churches, and it's like it's the next progression for a church. You know, Christians should begat other Christians. Yeah, and churches should be uh, you know reproduce themselves. And then one, probably the greatest church planter, you know, in the Western Hemisphere, Ralph Moore, he said it's the number one way to reach people is planting a new church. Yes. Our church got planted uh, in Lehigh Acres and, you know, everybody said, oh, it doesn't need another church. And, you know, there's enough churches here. And we planted and, you know, now we're probably the second largest church in our city. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, we've reached thousands of people over the years. Yeah, that that is uh, amazing, and church planting is a great way to uh, to reach uh, the lost. So, t- talk to me about why you're passionate about the local church, in particular, winning souls. Well, I think the church should be like uh, it's it should be a country club or a cruise ship. It's it's the, it's the army of God, and we're supposed to win souls. I mean, that's what Jesus said. He he came in Luke chapter. Uh, 19 it talks about he came to save that which was lost yes and the church should have that same mission and so in our church you know uh what ends up happening in a lot of churches is they have transfer growth you know people are coming from other churches and they're building that way and we want to build with people getting saved yeah probably 65 percent of our church uh, got saved at our church either they got saved here or recommitted their life 
and about 25% uh, are people that moved here. They were already Christians. Wow. Only about 10% is transfer. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Uh, and it seems so obvious. I mean, to me, it seems obvious. I know to you, it seems obvious um, that, that the church should be winning, winning souls. I mean, it's, it, 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 the, it's the mandate that Jesus had. It's the mandate, the great commission that he gave us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Why do, why do you think it is that the churches get away from that mission and become the country clubs? Because a lot of churches, man, they just they become for insiders. They, they rely on transfer growth, like you said, and we, we lose the mission. Why, why do you think that's happening? Well, because it's, it's hard work and it's very messy when you're <laughs> dealing with people that, that, that don't know Christ and they're not saved. It's really messy. Yeah. You're dealing with like, you know, they may be addicted to drugs or alcohol. They might have a criminal past. I mean, everything, you know, that you could imagine under the sun and you have them come into church. And, and it, there's a lot of work involved in trying to help them uh, to overcome those uh, situations in their life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find Christians are messier. <laughs> they, they look good on the outside, but man, yeah, but, but it's true. I mean, t- talk to me about a, one of the messy people that, that comes to mind, somebody that came to mind in, in your, your ministry and how their life radically shifted, changed because they became born again in the church. Well, uh, there's probably been a lot, but when I passed in Los Angeles, I was in this really bad area that the church was in. We were in uh, the Harbor area in L.A., and we had a lot of gang members get saved and wow. come in. And, and when we were in Fiji, we saw a lot of Hindus get saved. And one of the greatest things that happened to us was uh, a Hindu priest got saved wow. and uh, totally converted to Christianity. And and he uh, was a part of our church. And uh and he was an awesome guy. He's with the Lord now. He but that that has far-reaching effects, uh, just more than just him getting saved. But that has far-reaching effects on on his family. I mean, Hindus are once a, once a, one family member gets born again. This is this this has a like big reaching effect. Oh, it, it was. We saw his whole family got saved. Wow. Uh, it was pretty pretty awesome because he was like the leader, and and just to see that transformation is pretty powerful. That's amazing. Man, and you're you're very passionate about you know mentoring other pastors uh, and and leaders, and and you I mean you spend a lot of your time coaching and 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 mentoring other leaders. Why is that a, a big passion for you? Well, I think it's important because uh, there's a lot of pastors that they're great guys and all, but they just might need a little help in, in a certain area, or they might not know something, and so just a little help can change everything. Like I was just recently last month in Nigeria. Mm. And we are connected to a church there, uh, and the pastor uh, planted it about three years ago. And I was there, and man, we had a tremendous time. And I was just able to pour into him and help him in just a few areas, and I could see everything change for him just just because of a, mo- a few minor things that he could tweak, and everything could uh, drastically change in his ministry. Wow, that is that's amazing. And well, you mentor a leader. Uh, it changes, yeah, it changes uh, uh, hundreds instead of, you're not just changing one, you're changing hundreds, if not thousands uh, of people. I love that. Uh, it's it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I mean, the churches that, your, your church is called Victory Church. Our church is uh, Victory Church. And we, we were joking about that, you know, we're hearing from the Holy Spirit. And then this, this podcast we've called uh, GoCast. 
And uh, you you run a conference called Go Conference with the same same typical mission. So we're kind of on the same page or hearing the same thing, except for, and I just got to point this out to those who are watching, uh, except for the football teams that we cheer for. I mean, it's it's obvious that that shirt is is really quite distracting for me. But anyway, <laughs> well, you know, I, I just say, uh, you know, we serve, you know, the king of kings and yeah. the champion of all. So I have to uh, <laughs> cheer for a team that's the, the champions, you know, team championships. Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll move on. I was going to get to my question here. Yeah, <laughs> I think the Vikings are still at zero. <laughs> Okay, moving on. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but anyway, talk to me about the Go Conference. Uh, this is this is a conference you, you're hosting. It's been four years now. Is that correct? Yeah, this will be our fourth year. Fourth year. So it's it's a conference in in Lehigh Acres in in Florida called Go Conference. So what's the purpose of the conference? Why did you start it, and and who's it for? Well, we started it because we wanted to activate our our church members to get really engaged in evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Wow. And then it's also a, a platform for us to plant churches. And it's a tremendous thing where you have other speakers come in and uh, our people can get a different perspective of all these dynamics, uh, you know, in play. And so we want to activate, you know, our church and then anyone else who wants to come uh, that would like to, to learn more about that. That is really, really cool, uh, which which I'm sure there's a lot of pastors listening. You're saying, man, I, I want to, how, how do you activate, uh, you know, Christians to to evangelize? Because, you know, it's sometimes assumed that that's the job of us as pastors. And if we're not, you know, fivefold ministry evangelists, then we we don't have that passion. And so it doesn't happen in the church. But yet we want our churches to evangelize. So, I mean, how, how do you activate, you know, Christians and and our church members to evangelize? Well, I think you have to challenge them too. I mean, it's, it's so, um, uh, a lot of times it's not preached. It's not taught and it's not encouraged to, you know, reach out to your neighbor. Like I just had some guys doing some work at my house. And, and so before they left, I, I gave them a little tip and then I invited them out to church. Yeah. And so if everybody does that, it's amazing you know, what can happen where just a, a simple invitation, you look at like, um, you know, in the, in the Bible where it talks about, uh, you know, Philip invited Nathaniel and Nathaniel came in and had a relationship with Christ. It's the same way. There's power and in invitation right. where you just invite somebody. Hey man, Jesus loves you, man. He cares about you. Why don't you come check it, check out our, our service and you can hear something really can change your life. Wow. And it's amazing how people would just come just for that's how I got saved. I got saved because somebody invited me. Yeah, you know, and uh, and everything changed because of that. Well, and that that's something that we talk about often as you know our staff here and our church here is is you know the invite is really our keystone habit, and and that's really I mean let's let's park on that for for a moment because it's the power of the invite. If if we, we not just you know we shouldn't just tell our people to invite. We should probably coach them how to do that as well. Yeah. You know, we, we do. We have to kind of give them the tools. Sometimes it's just maybe a little invitation card. But I think just challenge them. And we just make it a lifestyle to say, hey, you know, if I just talk to somebody, invite them, talk to them about Christ. It's it's simple. And I remember when I was a brand new convert, I was, uh, you know, at, at a church at, at, my, at university where I got saved. And they asked me to give my testimony. I had only been a Christian for two months. I didn't know anything of the Bible, yep. literally nothing. 
I was an atheist before. I never even looked at the Bible. I remember, uh, you know, hearing about Noah and the Ark, and I go, that's in the Bible? I, go, I thought that was like a fairy tale or something. Yeah. I didn't know anything. But what happened is I invited my friends. I invited all my friends. I was in a fraternity, this crazy fraternity, and I got saved. I invited them all. I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to be uh, uh, preaching. You know, I thought I was preaching because I was giving my testimony. Yeah. And I invited them, and I had 25 of my friends come, one wow. service. Wow. Because I just invited them. You know, you just never know who's going to come. Well, and it's it's not it's not much more complicated than that. Even you're talking about Philip and Nathaniel. I mean, the invite was, hey, just come and see. Right. Yeah. It was just, it was just, I met somebody, you got to come and see. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was, that was it. Well, talk to me about, uh, you know, if we get our people inviting in our church, yeah. uh, we, we have to, I mean, we have to do something as pastors on our end to make sure that when people are invited to our church, that the, it's going to be conducive to those visitors coming in. So let, talk about that. Cause I mean, there's a lot of people that won't invite to their church because they, there's too many cringe factors or there's something there yeah. that they're going to go, man, if I invite my friend, I don't know if I want to, I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't know if I want to invite my friend friend here. So what do we as pastors have to do to, to create that invite-friendly culture? Well, I think we, we have to first make sure that our church is relevant and it can minister to people and it's not weird. You know, it's like people don't want to go to something that's weird. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a restaurant. If you have a good restaurant that, you know, you, you tell people, Hey, man, you got to check this out. It's got good food. And, you know, you're not afraid to do that, but if it's a, not a good restaurant and, you know, they've got a weird, you know, cook or waiter or something, you, you don't invite them there. It's the same way. We have to have a relevant service where the gospel is preached and people can hear a message and their life can be radically changed by hearing that message. Yeah, that's really good. And we talk about weird. I mean, we, we assume sometimes that if there's, you know, Holy Spirit power that it's going to get weird, but that's that's not what I read in the book of Acts. I mean, Holy Spirit showed up and there was some, uh, you know, some strange things that, that happened, but it wasn't, it was, it was different and it got people's attention, but it wasn't so weird that it repelled. It was, it was authentic power. And sometimes we translate, don't we, as, you know, we want to manufacture power or we try to make things up and it, it just creates weirdness and it does repel. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the gospel is powerful in itself, and, and, and you know, God's word won't come back void. So if you preach the gospel and, and people are unsaved hearing it, they're going to get saved. You know, not everyone, but they're going to hear a message that can change your life. That's how I got saved. I heard the message, and, and I said, man, I'm a sinner. I, I need Christ, and my life got changed. And that, there's nothing weird about that. You know, and that's the, the most greatest miracle there is. I've seen all kinds of other miracles, you know, blind eyes open, deaf ears, cancer healed, all that. And that's not weird either. No. But, you know, we want to see God's power demonstrated in a relevant manner so that people can can be changed by it. Yeah. So what would you say to the, the critics out there that say, well, if I, if I change, you know, then I'm going to be compromising. I'm becoming... Seeker sensitive has all of a sudden become this this you know this really negative uh, term in in Christian circles in particular, and saying we're having to we assume that we're compromising. What do you say to that? Well, I, I don't think it's a compromise. We're you know we're we're fishing for souls, yeah. and so if you go fishing, you know uh, you know you don't just go out there with a hook and say hey jump on the hook fish. You know you got lures, you got bait, you got worms, you've got things that attract somebody who's not saved. 
like the way I, I ended up going to church the first time was somebody invited me to a Christian concert. Right. You know, I didn't even go to the concert, but I ended up going to church, you know, and, and, and so we can do things that, that open up that avenue so people can hear the message. You know, sometimes we cloud the message with all the other stupid stuff that can hinder people from finding Christ. That's so true. Get all that out of the way, then it's just the gospel and, uh, and then just being, you know, normal and nice to people and just being, you know, uh, genuine and friendly to them. And uh, it's amazing what can happen. That's so true. I mean, it, it's not uh, a new problem in the church that, that we get weird or we put obstacles in the way. Acts 15, I mean, it didn't take very long for the new church. You know, it, in Acts, it, Acts 15, 15 chapters in, uh, they're, they're making some weird rules and, and laws about people getting saved. And I love Acts 15, 19. It's kind of my theme verse uh, for our church and our ministry. James, you know, the brother of Jesus kind of pounds, you know, I can just imagine him pounding the table, but he says, let us not make it difficult for, for the Gentiles to come to Christ. I, I love that. Like He puts the responsibility on us. Let us not make it difficult. And that's what you're saying, right? Let's, let's you know, some of the things that we do can make it difficult for people to come to Christ. The, the gospel is not going to repel. The power of God is not going to repel. But sometimes it's some of the, our weirdness that, that yeah, hinders people like from Christ. Set up this gauntlet that, you know, people who aren't saved have to go through to, you know, to find the message, you know, let, let's make the message really accessible to them. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's right there in front of them. And then they have to make a decision if they want to follow Christ or not. Yeah, that's true. One of the things that we do, we've, we've, uh, to, you know, on the same point about inviting and the power of an invite is uh, we actually pull our congregation uh, every year and ask them about inviting if they feel comfortable inviting their friends to church. How many of they have invited this this last year? You know, have have how many of them have invited? And because we want to hear from them, you know, we don't want to have our perception of whether we're weird or cringy. We want our people to tell us. Yeah. You know, are are we weird or cringy? Is there anything that's holding you back? Are you inviting or not inviting? And so, you know, pastors going, well, "What do I change? How do I know if I'm weird?" Man, ask your congregation; they'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They will, they will, especially because, you know, people, if they're new converts, you know, they'll, they'll, they're honest. They'll just tell you what they think, yeah. you know, and they won't sugarcoat it or, you know, and, and like you said before, you, you know, a lot of churches are geared towards the insiders instead of the outsiders. And so we want to remove every obstacle that can hinder somebody from knowing Christ. That's the most important thing. Yeah, it's very true. And it should be to us. Yeah, absolutely. I love what Andy Stanley says. He says, you know, we got to focus more on who we're trying to reach than who we're trying to keep. Exactly. I love that. That's man, so the Go Conference, it's it's something that I, I'm sure that there's some pastors listening and going, man, I'd, I'd love to be equipped. Can I bring some people to that? And, and can I come? Can they, they can, it's open? Yeah, it's it's totally open to anyone. And, and, it, and this is the greatest thing. It's free. There's no cost. There's no registration. There's nothing, uh, you know, you have to pay, just come and, uh, you know, partake. And we've got uh, pastors from all over the world going to be there, too. That is awesome. South Africa, Fiji, England, uh, you know, even some guys from Canada. <laughs> With that, man. <laughs> hey, that's good, man. We're really pushing it now. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. So when's the next conference and how can, how can uh, our listeners register? Well, it's uh, the conference is November first, second, and third. It's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, just three days, and uh, they basically can 
uh, just go to our website and call our office and say uh, they'd like to come. That's it. It's real simple. Uh, it, it was, like I said, there's no registration fee or anything like yeah. that. It's totally open. And in some cases, if, if, if the pastor's really, uh, you know, in, in a hard situation, they, they can call us and we can see if we can help them with accommodations too. So we want to be a blessing to uh, wow. pastors that maybe are struggling and, and need some help. Man, that's so good. Love that passion. So what's the website again that they can go to? It's a uh, victory of Lehigh, and that's spelled L-E-H-I-G-H dot com. Victory of Lehigh.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, man, this has been so, so much gold in here. Uh, loving this. Uh, what are you sensing for the next five years of, of the global church? I mean, you've got you've got connections all over the world and I'm sure like connecting with pastors and leaders all over the world. What are some of the similarities? Like, what are you sensing for the global church? Now, when you say global, you're, are you talking about our global church or the global church entire? Let's talk the big C church. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Uh, I, I believe that, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to Christ returning. I mean, just the way the world is. I know we've heard that before, you know, but I, I don't think we have a lot of time, mm. and uh, I think we need to be busy about our Father's business and um, and try to reach people. and And there's so many nations, you know, that need Christ, that that desperately need God, and they're very open. Like I said, I was just in Nigeria, a tremendous time. I was in South Africa. Um, uh, Monday I leave. I'm going. To, uh, well, first I'm going to uh, Seattle, but I'm going to Fiji, New Zealand, and Australia. And uh, these places need Christ, man. It's really, uh, especially Australia, it's such a gospel-hardened place. Yeah. Uh, God can break through that. And so um, we're just seeing tremendous things. Like, you know, we were in Italy last year, and uh, we were uh, connected to a church. It's in a town of a quarter of a million people, Hmm. and it's the only Bible-believing church in the entire city. No way. Only church, yeah. There's no, there's no other Bible-believing churches in that city. Wow. And they're tearing it up, man. They're, they're having a great time, and people are getting saved, and they just planted a new church out of there. And so, it, you know, it, there's tremendous potential, and I think we have to really, you know, push it, man, put the pedal to the metal and, and just go for it because uh, time is short. Wow. I, I really sense your heart in that and sense the urgency. And I, I feel, man, I feel exactly the same way. I got chills as you're talking about that. I, I really do sense that there's an, uh, an urgency like never before. I sense a real shift, uh, you know, global church wise in 2020, but I, you know, that there's something going to going to be happening, but I, I, that's part of the reason why we're launching this podcast and, 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 and doing GoCast is because, uh, the urgency to awaken the sleeping giant that is the church to win souls. If we could, if we could just awaken the church to winning souls, we would take communities and amen. Uh, what, what, sorry, what city was that in in Italy, man? I want to go plant a church now. Yeah, it's it's called Pescara. Pescara. It's on the uh, opposite coast of Rome, and uh, it's just a city. You know, most people have never heard of it, and and I've been there probably four or five times. And, uh, and just God's moving. Like when I was there, I mean, this is Italy. I mean, it's, it's you know, Catholicism stronghold. And, and last time I was there, one service, we saw 12 people get saved. Wow. One service. And, uh, you know, God's moving in a place that, like, has no gospel there. And so it's just awesome to see that. That is amazing to see. 
And are we, I mean, we see stuff all over the world, but you're sensing the same urgency in the United States and in Canada as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's it's happening, and and people are open. They're getting they're getting saved. Like uh, I don't know if uh, Pastor Daniel shared with you, you know, just the normal service we had uh, last month. Thirty people got saved. It was nothing special, like you know, any special outreach. It was just a normal service, and thirty people got saved. It's just it's crazy. That is awesome. And it just comes to be expected. I mean, do you you guys do a, a, an ask every service? Oh yeah, yeah. We what we do is we we preach our sermon, and and there's something for everybody in there. There's milk. There's some meat. You know, there's uh, something for every person in every walk of life. But at the end, we always give a little gospel presentation. Hey man, you know, if you're not right with God, you know, today's your day. You can have Christ change you. Yeah. And it's amazing when you do that, people get saved. And, uh, you know, we've got people in our church, like this happened uh, probably in March. We had a, a, an outreach and this girl named Ashley got saved. And and she's been coming ever since. And, you know, she's like one of the greeters. And, and uh, you know, just to see her life just totally transformed. You know, it's amazing. She's, you know, a brand new convert, you know. Yeah. But uh, And she's inviting every every week. She's like, oh, hey, Pastor Larry, I'm bringing this person. And she's bringing somebody new. Like, all right, go for it, man. That's so good. Well, there's there's a real key there in what you said. Like doing the ask, no matter what you're preaching, but doing a short little gospel presentation, doing the ask every single service. We do the same thing, which is why I asked you if you did that. But there's something really powerful in that, and I, what I've taught and, and talked to pastors of churches of any size, I don't care if your church is 20 people, if, if you if you do the ask and you know everybody in the room, just do it every single Sunday, regardless if you know everybody in the room. And the reason being is because somebody's sitting there and thinking that, man, I should invite my friend, you know, if I know a pastor's going to do the ask every single Sunday, I, I can feel safe to invite every single Sunday. And if I've got a, a meeting with you know a, a business person or I talk you know talk with my next door neighbor this week, I don't want to sit there and I don't want my people to sit there and going, is this the week I should invite them or should I invite them three weeks from now or when do I invite them? If if they know there's going to be an ask every single Sunday, they're more likely to invite as well. Yeah. Well, here's an example. We had um, a pastor, a uh, guest pastor, come and preach, and he preached this powerful message. I mean, it was great. And, and at the end, um, he didn't give a, like a, an ask or an altar call, whatever you want to call it. And and I got up afterwards, you know, and I thought, man, I, I'm going to do one. And yep. I just did one right after. It was no disrespect to him. He just didn't understand, you know, some of the things that we do. And then I did, and 11 people got saved. Wow. No, I was even the preacher. He was the preacher. Yeah, yeah. The little thing and 11 people. So. You just never know. I mean, that, that could be the one and only time somebody who doesn't know Christ is sitting in your in your congregation and uh, and go for it, you know, because you don't know. That is so true. I found it amazing. You know, you preach on, on tithing and you do an ask afterwards, and we've had more people saved in that message than any other message. Or And the next biggest one was we preached on sex. And I was like, a whole bunch of people got saved. And I was like, what? wait, what? You're right. I mean, it doesn't matter what you preach on. You give the gospel, like you give the, give the opportunity and, and uh, it, it's uh, it's a powerful thing. So that's, a, that's a really big, big nugget for, for pastors and leaders, man. Every service just, just ask. And it's amazing. You think, man, everybody here saved. 
And I've talked to pastors and, and, and you know, I've gone and preached or guest preached in a small church and, oh, everybody in my church is saved. And you do the ask and four people get saved and they, their eyes get big and they're like, what? <laughs> I'm shocked. Well, you know, it's just, it, like I said, just the little gospel message. I remember I had a friend of mine, this is years and years ago, they were showing a video. He was in a foreign nation and uh, the Christian video broke. And so the only, uh, v, this is like the old V, you know, VHS. Yes, yes. The only tape that he had was there. It was Star Wars. So he put it in there. And these people weren't used to seeing video. It was that kind of place. Yeah. And he played Star Wars. And then after, you know, the movie was over, he got up there and gave a message. You know, you know, Darth Vader's like the devil. And, you know, he's trying to rip you off and drag you to hell or whatever. And, you know, it, you can have Christ and you have the light. And then he said a bunch of people got saved. Wow. You know, it's like, you know, totally had nothing to do with it. But he gave a message, you know, uh, about the cross, about Christ and how their life can change and, and people got saved. It's amazing. Wow. That is so good. Absolutely. So man, this has been, this has been gold. This has been awesome. Is there anything that, that you wish I would have asked something I, I, I didn't ask that you wish I, man, you asked for a lot of stuff. Uh, just one thing I just wanted to say is that, you know, uh, one of my favorite verses is, you know, Jesus said, you know, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And we need to do that. And um, I take it literally, you know, I've been in like 54 countries and counting and and we need to go for it, you know, and just uh, not stop and uh, and understand that, you know, we only have a, so much time. Yeah, we got to make it make it uh, worth its while. Yeah, I love it, man. I love your heart and uh, love uh, love what uh, you're doing and, and your ministry and excited for what, what God is is God in the future for for you as well. Thanks so much for for being with us. Where can our listeners connect with you on online on Facebook, Instagram? Where can they connect with you? Yeah, uh, on my Facebook page, probably the best. It's uh, a public figure account. It's under Larry Gregory in Lehigh Acres, Florida. Larry Gregory. All right, that is awesome. It's great. Thank you so much, Pastor Larry. It's been a pleasure. Okay, man. Bye bye. All right. What a great conversation with Pastor Larry Gregory. So much in there again. Yes. Uh, what was your takeaway? So at the beginning, when he's talking about uh, the CEO of PepsiCo, Vince Scully, and Steve Jobs, CEO of Apple, and yeah. Steve, was Steve Jobs was trying to get Vince Scully onto his team, yeah. tried for years, and then ended up just barging into his office one day and said, do you want to sell sugar water your whole life or do you want to change the world? <laughs> and he felt the exact same thing. He's like, do you want to do this business or do you want to go out and change the world? And, uh, and that's a huge decision to make, but in the end, reaped huge rewards for him. Yeah, huge rewards and fruit for the kingdom, which is amazing. Yeah. I love the fact that that, that he talked about not making your church weird. And the reason why I loved it, I've, I've had lots of pastors that talk to me about, you know, don't make your church weird and, and that conversation. Mm -hmm. But it's usually with younger pastors, younger leaders who, who think that some of the, the style from the older generation might be a little bit weird or outdated. Right. And yet here's a guy that is older, been in ministry for a long time, is not stuck in a rut, and he's the one preaching at us about not making it weird. So I, I love that. Now, speaking about not making it weird, hmm. I, I just got, I have to, I have a feeling I need to cleanse myself a little bit All right. um, because I just cannot handle the fact that there was so much green in that podcast. So I brought, Whoa. I brought you a hat for, for you here and we just got to make sure that everybody realizes uh, what's going on and, and what happens here. We got to, yeah, just lay this all out there. That's so much better. 
Huh? You can feel it. Wow, you can just feel like, like it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like so, a cleansing so process we just went through. Yeah, so that's good. We just have to do this just <laughs> for our Canadian friends. I have no idea what we're talking about. This is the Minnesota Vikings, just making sure that we're all clear on that. <laughs> and we don't like the Green Bay Packers and that shirt. I don't know. It's just something about it. I was distracted the entire time. And so I just got to make sure that we're cleansed. We're good. But all right, now we, now we feel better. Yeah. How does someone join the Go team? How do they join the conversation with GoCast? Absolutely. Well, become a Minnesota Vikings fan to begin with. And then uh, go to iTunes, subscribe to GoCast, rate and review the podcast that you're listening to, and then get them out there, share with friends. Let's get this uh, podcast well listened to. I'm not sure this is a great strategy because I don't know that Pastor Larry and, and Daniel are going to be sharing much of this at all, <laughs> uh, that we declared our colors. But hey, that's it's good. That's for a cause. And um, anyway, no so join us on Instagram as well and our Facebook group. Enjoying the conversation next week, we have a great conversation with Pastor Gary Hart from Great Falls, Montana. Mm-hmm. Here's a clip. Just one of the things that continually drives me as a pastor, and I I know that's not the case for every pastor, but for me, that's been my my story. And so I do focus on that a lot in our ministry. That's good. The fact that, uh, you know, the church is not for us. We are the church and we're here for the world. And it's about connecting with people in our community and bringing them out of the community into a relationship with God and his church. We can't wait for next week with Pastor Gary Hart. Uh, Tim, I got to say you are looking great well, I thought I'd wear my best today. <laughs> so for those who are listening to the podcast, you need to go to our YouTube channel just so you can see how amazing Tim looks uh, today it is special. Something is still off. Oh, there's still too much green uh, up here. So we're going to have to just, cover just cover that up right there. there. There we go. So much better. Man, I feel so much better already. That's great. Thank you so much for joining GoCast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of GoCast. We hope you feel inspired and better equipped to take your community for Christ. Make sure to subscribe to receive each new episode as it's released. Let's go and break the stat together.